Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rant with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ! And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome back to another great episode of the Ringside Rant. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is a very well-rested JD, Justin Davis. Justin, what's up, man? What is going on, everyone? Good to be back here on another episode of uh, Ringside Rant. Hey, what what happened last night to uh, the, your Yankees? Looked like the, uh, the very intimidating Cincinnati Reds got them a victory last night in New York. Well, they uh, figured it was opposite day. They had to start the game a little bit late, so they probably were a little bit off. I figured if they uh, they started on time, they would have smoked them, but well, you, can't, you, know, you can't win them all, you know? All I got to say is that one's for you and John Alba. Well, you can go freaking suck a railroad spike. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, – yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell the issue is. They – they beat the crap out of teams that, you know, that you think they're going to get, get, get them a hard time. And then they freaking shit the bet against teams like Cincinnati that. Well, the Reds just came off sweeping the Rays. So uh, look well, out. They're hot then. No, they're hot. Well, sooner or late, sooner rather than later, you know, they figure by the all-star break, they should win a couple games. We might get to 40 wins. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's that time of the year we're in that transition. You got, you got training camp coming up in a couple of weeks. Actually, that the, the uh, Bills training camp tickets actually go on sale as we are recording tomorrow, uh, Thursday the fourteenth. So I'm hoping to grab some tickets so Gavin and I can get to one of the uh, training camps here in Rochester. Uh, the Bengals are announcing their alternate helmet today. Really? Do you think they're going to go old, the old school one with just bangles on it? I hope so. I hope they have so? those and some old and some old uh, throwback uniforms to go with it. But people are clamoring for the white helmet to go with the all white uniforms. But, but what else? I'm not a big fan of it. But what could they do though? That's the thing. You think they could just go like keep the style that they have with the Bengal helmet now, but do it all white? You mean? Yeah, it'd be white with black stripes. So they can look like zebras. Pretty much. They're, well, see, 
I think the reason why they became the Bengals in the first place is because at the time, the Cincinnati uh, Zoo was one of the only ones that had like white tigers. So it was kind of based off the white tiger anyway. So, hey, hey, spin it any way you want to, man. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You'll be, you'll be, uh, like everybody else in the AFC, you're going to be looking up at my bills next or the season. Uh-huh. So we shall see. Yeah, I guess, I guess we want, I'm, I'm sure I'll be crying in my freaking Cheerios soon. So, uh, but no, man, it, it, we're continuing the march here to uh, bash at the beach. We did it's 97 last week. It's 98 this week. Uh, this event actually happened 24 years ago this past Tuesday. So I don't know about you, but that makes me feel old as shit. Yep. I was watching this show. Um, so I definitely, once I started watching this yesterday, I started remembering some of it. Uh, 1998, man. I, I just, I love 1998 WCW probably more than 1998 WWE. Right. And, and we're at that transition now too, where they, WCW hasn't completely jumped the shark yet. They're still, they're still putting out good stuff. They're still putting out matches like we're going to see here opening up with Raven and Saturn. But uh, it's just a matter of okay, it's you, you got a little couple of good things in here, and then you got a couple of shitty things, uh, and just things that you kind of just scratch your head. It's like, why the hell is this on the pay per view? And while some are not. Well. Speaking of why is this on the pay-per-view, we open up and Tony Schiavone is in a horrendous Hawaiian shirt. Um, that, all three st- that he probably still has. All three announcers have on Hawaiian shirts, but Tony, because he's the worst dresser in the world, it has the worst of the three, of course. Um, and Mike Tanay says that they've had hundreds of media requests from around the world for this show. Uh, obviously playing up to the fact that Carl Malone, who was just in the NBA Finals, um, is in this main event. Um, of course, we get it's the biggest event in the history of this great sport. Yeah. And uh, they go to Gene, who's in a fucking sweet-ass white tuxedo. And uh, Gene tells us to uh, call 1-900-909-9900, if you can imagine that, to open the show up. Gene Hawking is fucking hotline. And I really like the uh, entrance setting for this pay-per-view, the beach stuff there at the, yeah. when they come out. No, because they kind of do the same thing year in and year out. And I think that's really, you don't, well, you don't see that really often now. You see, especially with WWE and AEW starting to do that as well, is they're the generic site or sites, reg, uh, regular sets, excuse me. And then they get the whole video boards, the ramps and all that stuff, which I think you, you get that just because it's the way that technology is now. They want to kind of the bigger, the better. They can save money with pyro and all that crap, even though Cody's not there. So there goes half your budget for pyro for the WWE. But um, it, it's the same sort of thing with it. 98 here. It's like you're on that track where it's like, OK, who, what's the better show? And like I mentioned, we got Raven taking on Saturn in a Ravens rules match. Uh, so those of you that don't know what a Ravens rules match is, it's basically whatever Raven says goes. Basically a watered down ECW match. Pretty much. And that's kind of what they wanted to kind of. Uh, that's kind of, and that's how I described this match. Yeah. Good match. Lots of tables, watered down ECW match, WCW version of an ECW match. Um, Raven ends up winning with the even flow. Um, Good match, nothing to, I mean, it wasn't a 
a five star in the Tokyo Dome, but there wasn't anything sure. particularly wrong with it. Um, and I actually kind of like Raven's music with the, the crows squawking in the background. When the, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, good, good match to open the show. And this is one of the few WCW matches you'll see that had a good build, that actually had a storyline behind it. Um, and it just wasn't a thrown together match like we see a lot of times yeah. from these guys. You know, I, did you check or happen to hear Tony calling a table a chair and then Bobby just ripping them apart? I know. You must have missed that. I forgot what part of the match it was. And Tony calls a table a chair and uh, Bobby just rips him a new one. And I'm like, oh, that just, that's classic Keenan though at this time mm-hmm. and even before. But I, what are your thoughts overall? You know, two of the better workers, pretty much. Yeah. You can really depend on them to, you know, open the show and put on a decent match. You know, like you said, it's not going to be like a 15 star match in the Tokyo dome, but Saturn was really good in this match. A lot of uh, high flying moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the, the two of them, their styles work well together. Well, and this is at that time too, where Saturn's not in the flock anymore. They got Canyon kind of, trying to get into the flock because he's not part of um with uh, wrath anymore and uh, just trying to find his own way and i just think canyon is another one of those guys who's terribly underrated as such a great worker and that's pretty much what you get for the first few matches or first two matches anyways canyon uh, you know if you think about it for his size i don't know how tall he was i'm guessing around six six maybe six, five, um, really one of the best technicians ever for the, for his size. Sure. I mean, usually you see guys that can work like that or Eddie Guerrero's size or Owen Hart's size, not, not as big as Canyon. Canyon could still really, really work even with being a little bit taller than normal. He was 6'4", 270 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Build that anyways, whether that happens. And he was actually, he was trained by, um, Alpha of the Wild well, Simones, part of them. So we get uh, done with the first match there, and Gene comes out once again in that sweet-ass white tuxedo. I mean, he is looking like he's going to have some clear ones at the bar tonight and find some poutine. Um, so how many white suits do you have, and will you be wearing them to Top Guy Weekend? I have none. That would be the last place I'd wear. That damn <laughs> Eddie Prather come over, give me a hug, and spill a drink on my white tuxedo, and I could be pissed off. Well, Uh, well, at least you get an excuse then. (laughs) We're promoting Eddie and Chavo's hair versus hair match here. And um, Eddie kind of gives a weird promo. It it didn't seem like a regular Eddie promo. It was kind of off for some reason. Um, So we get that. And then we go right into our second match, which is Hubie and Kidman. So I I think that uh, I speak for every wrestling fan everywhere. When I say fuck you, Billy Kidman, you overachieving son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, you meth head. Tori Wilson. <laughs> hey, 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 easy there. Easy there. <laughs> we got we got we got something a little bit later too from Brad to to after we talk about this match. But or, or do you not want to offend our meth doing fans? Well, I'll 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 two of them. They don't even know that they're listening <laughs> to us. So it's I think it's the other voices in your their heads. Um uh, 
They no, this is a him. good. This is a good match. Tony oh is God. on his game in this match. I mean, Tony really got into this match, <clears throat> and for good reason. It was a good one. Um, kind of feel like maybe this should have been the opener, and then go to Saturday and Raven in the second match, but whatever. It's it's fine. Um, Tony or Kidman misses his finisher, and then gets the four fifty splash, and Hoovy wins. Um, so, good finish you- and good match. The one thing that I, I I found interesting about this match wasn't it wasn't the actual guys in the ring, and it, and it's prototypical of WCW fans at this time until later on. They really don't know what they're watching, yeah. and we can start that when you know back a year in '97, even '96, really when they the cruiserweight division really revved up. And it's just like how I, I, I get it. Now it's like second nature. When you see a lot of these high flying cruiserweight esque moves, um, it becomes second nature now. Cause you're so you we're so used to seeing them, but in 96, 97, 98, it's like, unless you're like a diehard wrestling fan and you watch a lot of the AAA or new Japan or a, any type of overseas or foreign wrestling, that's all you're going to see with this. It's like, okay, do you think that they should have kind of dialed it back a little bit? to kind of play to the fans. So they kind of got some sort of reaction out of them. I mean, I don't know. To me, it was the best match on the card. Yeah. And what's wrong with having the best match on the card? I mean, I thought it was, well, sure, I thought it was yeah. pretty damn good. Uh, so Brad Stanton wants to know, do you think that uh, the Kidman's change of character was too radical or abrupt? And should they have put him in recovery first? <laughs> well some people can do it cold turkey brad i guess that's the story they're telling here the kidman you know he just dropped the habit all of a sudden and started fixing sure. his hair better sure i, I just think <laughs> and brad wouldn't know anything about fixing his hair better so him and i are in the same boat uh by the way i, I saw a picture this week of brad at his little car dealership and it said um something about brad in plaid like you've heard of uh Elf on a shelf. Sure. Now we got Brad and Plaid. Coming Brad wears... soon to your holiday wish list this year. We have yeah. Brad in Plaid. He wore a button-down plaid, different plaid shirt every day to work that week. Did he really? He did. You, was that was that on uh the on Facebook? Here? It was on the Facebook gimmick. Hmm. So I'm not on the Facebook. Maybe we so need to get see. Brad, you know, some other shirt other than plaid. Um, maybe some polyester. What I'm thinking. I can, I can hook him up with that. Bring it to Top Guy <laughs> Weekend. We could get him some. We could give him a, get him one of those plaid onesies or something that you see. You know, I think what was it? My son used to. Oh, wear he them. would look good in plaid onesie. <laughs> oh my god! Get one of those. Uh, what, what do they call them? Jumpers or whatever? No jumper. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even realize what I said with that. Son of a bitch. Um, but you know, this match was this next match here, man. I just it wasn't a match <laughs> it wasn't it was a minute and 35 seconds you had stevie ray defeating chavo guerrero they really building up this eddie versus chavo rivalry um so basically and- stevie ray put him in an arm bar and and chavo gave up like really quick the gimmick here is so chavo doesn't waste his energy on stevie ray he all he cares about is beating eddie which they're going to face later in the ma- later actually at right after this in a hair versus hair match. Yes. Um, 
And so then Eddie comes out immediately. And uh, at one point during this match, someone got bit on the ass. I can't remember if Eddie bit Chavo or Chavo bit Eddie. I think Chavo. I think it was. Eddie. I think it was Chavo bit Eddie. And uh, Bobby asked Tony if he'd ever been bit on the buttocks. And, and he said, "Good Tony, God!" Tony no sold that, but we all know Lois has taken a chunk out of his ass a few times. Couple, two, three, without question. Um, nice match again. Nothing wrong with this match. Eddie wins with an inside cradle at the end. Chavo goes crazy and cuts his own hair. And Eddie kind of just walked away from him like this motherfucker's insane. What the fuck? What the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> uh, so I wanted to bring up our our very loyal loyal listener, Miss Amy Vaughn. Uh, had a couple questions about this. Uh, first about um, the tagline. I hope she's not cussing. I think she, well, she, needs she, to wa- she she needs to wash her mouth out with soap. You know, she should have her I son volunteer, wash up. I volunteer Aaron to do it to do it. Oh, of course, without question, have them do it. If they're coming to uh, Top Guy Weekend, we got it. We can do it there and actually make some money <laughs> off of it. You know, we can have people like put money in the pot in the hat or something and buy her a new uh, FTR shirt or something. Well, Aaron wants a new Rubik's Cube. I know that. Well, there you go. Uh, she said, I can't get over the tagline for the show. Like skinny <laughs> dipping in a shark tank. Someone is going to go down. <laughs> what the F does that mean? I'm not going to say it. I, I, I promised her I wouldn't swear from what actually she said. So she said, what the F does that mean? It makes no sense. I would think clothing or not, if you are swimming in a shark tank, chances are you're going down and I think are equal or going. Your chances are of going down are equal. Would this be better, Amy? Um, it's like my the backseat of my dad's car on prom night. Someone's going down. There's a joke there. I'm just going to let that go. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I promised her I wouldn't say anything about that. So uh, she also says about this hair versus hair match. Why don't we see more hair versus hair matches in current wrestling? Granted, we just saw one in AEW recently, but at one time, a hair versus hair match was a huge deal. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much what she says. It kind of ends a feud. You know, we saw a classic one that, uh, uh, a very near close and personal friend of me, mine, Brian Hebner, roughed the Edge versus Kurt Angle. Uh, See, I'm this old. I I was I went immediately to the Adrian Adonis Roddy Piper. Well, that goes all match. the way back, though. I'm talking yeah. so people actually remember. Obviously, <laughs> you know what's his face. The uh, Money Mike won't remember anything because he was born uh-huh. in like 1999 or 2000. So, God damn this. Actually, but, yeah, we, I mean, to answer her question, I would yeah. say, I don't know why we don't see it as much. Um, maybe guys just don't want to do it and be like, fuck that. I don't want to cut my hair. Well, but and I think we don't see a lot of guys that have long hair anymore. You know, we got Adam Coles. We got, uh, you know, AJ Styles that have longer hair. Seth Rollins. But it's just like they don't. That's kind of like a, a, a territorial days of professional wrestling where seth like rollins you brought up Andy to get his haircut the what seth rollins would be a good candidate to get his haircut because you've never really seen him with short hair so if right. he were to get his haircut i think it would be it would go off well there you go wrestlemania seth rollins versus roman reigns hair versus hair versus title match <laughs> there you go so believe it or not, and, and, and to bring that up actually brock lesnar today as we're recording on tuesday 
or excuse me, Wednesday, turned 45 today. I dare you to cut his man butt off. I ain't going to touch shit. <laughs> but anyways, also, what I really wanted to do is give a shout out to Allison Faye. Today is her birthday as well. She's 25 years young. Uh-huh. So shout out to Allison as well. So uh, imagine if remember when uh, they cut uh, Michael, Michael uh, PSAs, PSAs hair on the on the plane, oh, on the plane. Imagine if they did that to Lesnar, if they cut his man bun off on the plane, he would have just took picked up X-Pac or whoever did it and just threw him right out the door of the plane. Just right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, though, now it's like then it's like difference then. Well, one, he didn't have it then. But now it's like he takes his own. He has like his own personal jet that he flies in from Saskatchewan or Calgary or whatever the hell he lives in Canada now. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so somebody that I would, I love messing with is up next here. We got the disco fucking inferno Mm. with Alex Wright taking on Conan and he's flanked by Lex Luger and Kevin Nash. That's the whole big wolf pack out there. Yeah. Shout out to the wolf pack. Yeah, don't turn your back on the wolf pack because you might end up in a body bag. And one thing I noticed is when uh, the wolf pack came out, man, huge baby face pop from the crowd. This is like the height of wolf pack red powers right here. Mm-hmm. Um, they are over like Rover as kind of the cool guys. Um, I don't know who the hell let Luger in the group, but whatever. Um, they demolished Disco. It's like a Thank God. squash. And uh and I just said, you know, they are hugely over. It, oh. you know, the 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 red NWO didn't last long, but it was it was big while mm-hmm. it lasted. Right. <laughs> and you know, Brian Rams also brings up a good point too. Here, he asks, a lot of these matches are short. Only three matches went longer than ten minutes. To me, this show felt like an episode of Nitro. Do you enjoy seeing these short matches on a pay per view? Yeah, I do because you get to see more matches for me i like to to see more people just to kind of remember those guys like i forgot like on this next match giant versus kevin green i forgot that kevin green was even still here in 1998 like i don't remember him being around i don't think he got traded i don't think he got traded yet because he went to pittsburgh right no he was he was a carolina he was in carolina then during this last year, I think in 97 or 8, he went to the 49ers for one year and then went back to the Panthers. And then retired, yeah. Um, but to go to ask Brian, to answer Brian's question, or Brian, excuse me, I think, I think it was perfect. I enjoy these short matches just because it was less than I have to fucking see the human garbage. Uh, I, can't, I see, I fucked up my own goddamn uh, <laughs> shit. I said it's going to be less that we get to see the human garbage disposal that is Disco Inferno. That's true. So, and uh, they announced that Antoine Carr is at ringside. So for those of you that don't know who Antoine Carr is, who is Antoine Carr, Justin? Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. Didn't he play for the fucking Kentucky shit cats? Oh, probably. I, so it's I basketball. Think. I can't. Yeah, I, he's an NBA player at this time. But yeah. Um. It's just funny to listen to like stuff in 1998 and people now watch and be like, who the fuck is Antoine Carr? But back then he was a pretty big, uh, <laughs> pretty well-known basketball player um, before he got to the NBA and sucked. Right. Um, let's see. We get a bad JJ and Jericho back and forth 
in the backstage before this next match. Um, yeah. Jericho is, is who is the cruiserweight champion. He is going to be facing Rey Mysterio. And um, like I said, this little promo with JJ Dillon and Jericho in the back was very, oh, it just looked act, it, very bad acting. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of weird. Um, but this is a great match. Again, another, you know, this match is a little more, you know, with Hoovy and Kidman and, I don't know. It's a, it, it's like a little more of the mid card guys of, uh, in this pay per view, more, more right. than stacking the top of it with, with, you know, obviously when you have the main event you have, you don't really need to stack the top too hard. But sure. Um, now we use this beach setting here in Ray and Jericho's match. I believe there's a Hurricane Rana off the lifeguard tower, which was a pretty good spot. Yeah. Um, then Malenko comes out, distracts Jericho, and Ray wins, and he's the new champion. But that finish to me was pretty like I knew watching the buildup of this match that uh-huh. Malenko was going to come out, distract Jericho, and Ray was going to win. It's just kind of a predictable uh, finish. I thought it was lazy booking on that at the end of that match. Right. Yeah, no, I got that. I think they're just trying to throw it against the wall and seeing what sticks, obviously, at this point in the cruiserweight division because, you know, you can only do so much with Ray Mysterio and Jericho and Eddie so often, even to Malenko, too. So uh, so next match coming up is Booker T putting on, or his TV title on the line against Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, man, what did you think about this? Obviously, with you being a ginormous Bret Hart fan. Yeah. Uh... The master was just okay. They shit talk Brett coming out and calling him a master manipulator. Tony Schiavone really shitting on Brett, that son of a bitch. Um, Brett's in his all black uh, with the white trim. And Booker T is in the white pants with the flames, which I always like Booker T in those white pants. Um, they wrestle around for a while. It's okay. Brett gets DQ'd for a chair. They're just trying to get Brett, to me, they're really trying to get Brett over as a big heel. Mm. as a big asshole in this and that's just kind of why, why it leads to him just beating the hell out of booker with a chair no one really comes out and helps booker for a long time it takes stevie ray a while to come out and he, he even kind of think is stevie ray trying to you know not help him it's almost like they're trying to set something up up there right and i just i i just never never understood the whole heel brett hart and wcw I think they're trying to really uh, get that heel-esque character that they saw in WWF yeah. you know, a year or two before. And it's just like, okay, I don't think that's really possible. Yeah, it's just weird because there's really no, there's no top heel spots open because you got right. Hogan and, and there's no top baby face spots open because you've got uh ddp sting uh red nwo right now so it's really crowded on both sides i and we just saw over and over again them trying to figure out what to do with brett and switching him face switching him heel you know and just they never could figure it out right um i thought his best work like you said was as a baby face in wcw probably in the next year in 99 um when he was a face was probably the you know the best we got out of brett of course that was when um you know brawl 
came in and and booked him as the champion there for a while. Right. And, uh, that, went so, and that and that went so well. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that went so well is you're going to bring up as our next match here with your WCW heavyweight champion Goldberg taking on Kurt Henning. Um, they recapped and recalled the rise of Goldberg and him defeating Hogan for the title on Nitro. Uh, man, I just, not something that I really dug, man. A three and a half minute match with Kurt Henning. I know it's with Goldberg and everything, but really? Three and a half minutes? Thing, the one thing I'll say, I was listening to uh, Eric Bischoff's show last week. I believe they did Bash at the Beach 97 as well, uh, as we did last week. Um, and I, and Con, or whoever was with him, they were talking about how Kurt didn't look to be in very good shape in 97. Um, but I'll tell you right here in 1998, Kurt looks to be in great shape. He's really got himself back into shape. You, you can tell. Um, and he did get some offense in on Goldberg, which I was happy for that, that Goldberg at least gave him a little bit of offense during the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends up, you know, how, you know, it's going to end up with Kurt in the jackhammer after a spear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's that, uh, you know, no one thought Kurt Henning was going to win the world title. Here. Oh, so no, it, no. I don't think anybody did. I think that's why it's a three-minute match. It's like, let's just get the, the title on the card and get, get Goldberg over big and curse the guy to do it. Do you think being a three-and-a-half-minute match, it really kind of looked made the title been looked down upon? Made, made it like, uh, I mean, no. Mean, diff- because, mean bad? I mean, how nash beat backland in what five seconds at one time to win the oh title. yeah when he won his first title there what it was at 94 uh, 95 or somewhere yeah. around there yeah and i just that's the only thing i took away from it and bryant brian harems is back and he said this is right after goldberg's big big win on nitro do you think it made sense for to have him defend the title against kurt or should we or should he have uh, had a more high profile uh, opponent well, I think, like I said, Kurt's the guy here just because I don't think they were looking to have a big, long match here. I think right. all the focus was going to be on the main event on Hogan and Rodman. And so I think this was just kind of, okay, he's the champion now. Let's get him a match. Kurt's a good guy to work with. Um, we can make it short. I think it makes sense. I think if you do it with someone else, you get you're going to take focus off of this next match, which I don't think they wanted to do. Uh, yeah, man. I just, I don't even really think that who else was available to really, as far as, cause he was pretty much I mean, face there, here. Who else was available been, to face him as a heel? I mean, I don't know if Randy, Randy Savage was a face now or not. Probably was. Right. Um, but I, I don't but, know. But, but I, you have DDP in the main event in this feud with Hogan and, and Rodman. So DDP's out. Mm-hmm. Obviously well, he'd get a, he'd, he'd get a push later on, but it's just like, okay, Hogan's, you know, tied up with that. DDP's tied up with that. I don't know who else you could really put into that role unless you put a Nash uh, in it, but he, he's being cheered as part of the Wolf Pack. So it's like, Oh, what the fuck are we going to do? You got to turn Blair, somebody. Where's gone. This is right, when him and Bischoff yeah. are having their little squabble. Sure. But let's, let's talk about this main event. We got Hogan and, and Rodman taking on um, DDP and Carl Malone. You know, we, we, we saw before where you had Rodman in the main event last time. And, uh, man, I just don't get it. 
I, I, I get where it's a draw. And I think Malone and Rodman were a hell of a lot better than people really gave him credit for. Yeah, I, yeah. The Dennis, in in I mean, ring wise, Dennis specifically, I always felt like did really well in the ring for having sure. very little training. Um, and considering his trainer was probably Hollywood Hogan, who I wouldn't think is the <laughs> best trainer in the world, but um, maybe he just told him to say his prayers and take his vitamins, and that's what made him a good wrestler. Well, yeah, but it was was Rodman with Carmen Electra at this point? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> he was with so many different ones around this time. Madonna, Carmen Electra. I think it was Carmen Electra, though. I'm pretty sure because I don't – I can't remember who else he was with at this time. I don't think he – was this his um, – because 98, this was when – was this when he was, you know, skipping – practice for the bulls to get to mm-hmm. these events mm-hmm. i i i just looking back at it now it doesn't Dip really practice during the finals well right and it's just like what the fuck man i'm like you're in the nba finals and yeah. it, but it, go, it went to show you how over dennis rodman was yeah and all over the yeah. across the world and to this mm-hmm. day they look back on it and you see, whenever whenever he's talked about, whether it be ESPN, any of these sports networks, it always has that time frame here in 97, 98. He was part of the NWO. They you know, always make a point to do that. You know how they should have ended this match? Okay, so Malone's in trouble. Looks like he's going to get beat. John Stockton comes out of the crowd <laughs> and, and hits Rodman with a chair. Malone wins. One more assist from John Stockton. Stop. Oh, without question, that, that, that would have probably gotten over even more, <laughs> you know, because I think we're, we're, we're in, uh, we're in San Diego, uh, the Cox arena. So, Hey, Stockton he, played at, uh, Pepperdine. Yeah, there you go. Or, so, or he, no, you know, he's, Gonzaga. so he's a California guy. So he's a California guy and Utah is fairly <laughs> close to California. So, uh, you know, I, I, that would have been freaking fantastic. Or get like Jeff Novacek to come out too. And God, get the whole, sec. Yeah. What, I, what yeah. did I say? Jeff Novacek. I think that sounds like I said Novacek. Novacek. Oh, Novacek. Okay. I think Jay Novacek. He was a tight end for the, the yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> Him too. Why not? Bring them all out. Um, Jeff Hornacek could shoot. Oh, fuck yeah. Wait, I think it was like like one of the best uh, free throw uh, shooters in the league at yeah. this time. Um, but overall, did you, did you think that the dice disciple really should have been out here, though? It was weird that he come out and did he do a stunner? Is that his move? Like something the apocalypse, like that. Like that. Hit them, apo- up. It was the apocalypse something. It's just like, shut up. Just go away. Just go away. Yeah, I don't ever want to see the disciple. So, but yeah, this was definitely disciple prime time period. The best thing was once it's all over, Hogan and Rodman win. Tony tells Matt Shavani happy birthday at the end of the show. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. Right at the end as he's signing off, he said, even though birthday, it's not his, even though it oh Matt, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. So so Matt, so Matt gets a big uh uh what do you call uh shout out from his dad though. Yeah. Fuck off, Chris Shavani. You don't get a birthday shout out on a pay-per-view. So what do you Matt. think? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lori. Matt, not you. <laughs> Who, who's the better Shavani? Who's the best Shavani, in your opinion? Lori Shavani. 
Well, without it's question. It's not even close. Well, but where, where would you rank Lois in there? Is she, is she like runner up? Well, yeah, I would probably go Lois too. And then Bug three. Where's and Chewie? Then, I, I like Chewie. Chewie's the man. I think Chewie, or no, that, yeah, he's there still. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably Bug, then Chewie, then Matt, then Chris, and then Tony Tony's would be last. last. Yeah. Well, Tony would have to be last, right? Because he'd yeah. have to put, but the thing is, he's, he, my opinion though, he would probably say, I want to be last so I can put everybody else over. <laughs> he, he would spin it some way to make him look good. Uh, Potentially. Well, it's hard to do that, especially with that fucking mullet he's got off, wearing out there on AEW. Every Get a freaking right haircut. Seriously? Am I the Tony. only one that, I'm, obviously I'm not the only one that sees it. Tony, my mom has her own hair salon. I'll have her cut your hair for fucking free, you cheap bastard. Or here, here's a thought. We can book it for Top Guy Weekend. Everybody can take a pair of scissors and cut a strand of Tony's hair. <laughs> we get to take it home with us. And you get like to take Lincoln's, it home. You, you I got to lock get it like Lincoln's hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could get it pressed in one of those, uh, what the hell, the, um, you use it for uh, the damn, uh, uh, for like when you do your own, you butcher your own meat or something, the uh, air sealer. Well, I, I have seen Tony give away a bag of dog hair. I've never seen him give I've away his own him. hair, but you never know. There's first time for everything. There's always a first time for everything. And why don't we bring in Elijah right now to hit the button? Let's go musical. Let me hear your body talk. Hey, Justin, so while you were out... We actually got up to 87 themes on our wrestling with music. Um, something that, uh, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to getting to a hundred. So we got four more this week and uh, without further ado, what did you pick to, uh, to add to this week? Well, this song has been, I can't believe we went this long and not and we, played it. Yeah, it is an iconic one. I think everyone knows as soon as it starts. So let's hear it. of little slapdick justin davis dancing around his parents living room in his tidy whiteies at uh eight years old when he uh listened to that music very high very very high um, what are the odds of a <laughs> older slapdick justin davis dancing in his boxer shorts current day to that music um there's, it depends on the night <laughs> I, and how many beers are you having in your, in your yeah. system right um that's just I don't know. I love that song. I've always loved that song. 
Sure. Fits the character perfect. Jim Johnson, uh, this is probably his his uh, piece de resistance of his songs, I would say. Sure. That he wrote. Um, so to me, to me, that thing goes in the top five easy. I would put it over. I might put it at one. That's how no, much I like. I it. wouldn't go that far. I honestly you gotta think I, about this. Every like the first eight WrestleManias ended with this song playing. I'm just saying. I, I would I would put it probably in that in front of the NWO. Oh no, that's where I was gonna go. I was gonna put it at three. I could even go as high as two. Yeah. But the thing is, though, shit, I, I can't even put it like two and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know I will. Let's put it at three. Yeah, I just I can't. I, I could put it two, but I like Randy Savage better than I like Hulk Hogan, so he can go fuck off. We'll put, we're gonna leave. Let Savage be better than Hogan at something. God damn it, he's always God. had to play second fiddle to Hogan all his life. So now we're gonna put Hogan behind him. Well, without question, <laughs> uh, it's got to be at this point. So my pick this week. Um, what about Raven? What about Raven? Quote the Raven. Nevermore. What that even flow DDT looks like it would hurt. I mean, because oh, you yeah. can't you can't flatten out like you would with Jake's DDT, right? Because he this one he kind of picks you up and rolls you into it. You, and it looks like a lot of those guys just stick in there head first on that thing. But he just but he made it look so goddamn good though. Mm-hmm. And I just think at this time this music was iconic for this time because you had so many different you know music this was original this is kind of similar to that nirvana yeah it kind of started out kind of sounding a little nirvana and i i I dug it yeah it's 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 a brooding song it's good for the character i still like the one with the with the crows squawking a little better but um i don't know i still don't like it as much as i would i couldn't put it in front of nakamura i don't think because i like we're talking about like in the 30s here folks i'm thinking i would put him right under i would put him honestly i would put him right underneath rvd and above carlito at 35 okay and my my opinion you you could go as high and honestly you could probably go as high as 28 and kick mcmahon out of it but 
legitimately, most people won't recognize that unless you're a diehard WCW fan. Yeah. And I, like I said, RVD was kind of iconic for that time frame. So I think 35 is the best, uh, best spot for him, I believe. So we'll put him at uh, 35. And then oh, I can't believe it. This is, this is a fucking, this is true. But Devin Dowling, oh, fucking hell. I, I'm just going to hit it. I don't know. We'll just hit it. You, you love so good to me. Cutting that out. I can't listen to it anymore. You hear so, that part where he just went, ah. I, yeah. that's what Devin Dowling's going to sound like when I see him next time because I'm going to kick him right in the nuts for making so, me listen to well, well, of course. So, what are the odds of that is the song that is playing his wedding night to Erica? <laughs> and what are the odds that he's wearing one of those short, short white robes as he. That's the- as he enters the uh, hotel room. That song has to go into the 80s. It has to be at the end of the list. Now, does it go all the way to the end is the question. I would put it at... It's not worse than disco. Oh, yeah, it is. I can so? I can dance with disco song. I ain't dancing to that. How about right under Kidman at 81? Right above Saturn. Okay. That good or? Yeah. And that's just out of spite for fucking Devin Dowling. It's it's got to listen to that shit. If you're not gonna come with anything better, Devin Dowling, stay home. Stay home and watch some old 49ers losses. Well, that's gonna happen quite a bit, quite often this season. Have, Have they traded Jimmy G yet? No, they're talking about um, Seattle's in the running. I heard that. That for um, which it makes sense. Who who is he? Who's their quarterback? Even the one now that Wilson's gone, I didn't even uh, see that. They got they got. I think whoever Denver's quarterback was that wasn't worth a shit. Oh, I think they, oh, so that so that, that that's going to end real well for them. Yeah, just trade within the fucking division. Why not? Uh, so our final edition this week is from our buddy Drew. Uh, and I know this is probably going to make at least fucking Eddie Prather and Pondwater Dave happy, at least. It's a rock and roll express.
I think that's worse than a Billy and Chuck. Is is that supposed to be a rock and roll song? I think. Wow. And that's the one that they're known of. They had two different ones because I looked it up on YouTube and I had to look at it for a while. I'm like, the other one was even worse. The other one was even worse than this one. Thank God that thank God it didn't reflect that their their works they're working in the ring. They're working in the ring was better than the fucking song. I'm gonna say this right now. I'd rather listen to American Man, Hogan's WCW song than that. Really? Yes. You know, at least he's an American man. At least I can kind of get into that. I ain't getting into that at all. So how about right there? That's fine. Right under Hogan WCW at 90. There you go, Eddie. So, and There's then, where and your old school in, uh, NWA songs are going on the list, Eddie Prather. So you can DM Justin at JD2040 and shit all over him and make fun of him and make fun of his salmon colored shirt and whatever. That's salmon colored, right? I think it's red. Or what the hell? Know. Hurley, Maybe. that's the uh, like the skateboarding shirt, right? Oh yeah, you know we're big in skateboarding here in in West Virginia. Well, because you have all the hills, that's why. <laughs> because it's easy, you can you don't you, you don't even have to do the whole. Well, I think my uh, French bulldog has a better chance of staying on a skateboard than I do. Oh man, there, hey, there you go. There's another thing for a Top Guy Week and we go book. Who can stay on the skateboard <laughs> the longest? Well, Justin Davis be, or Eddie Prather? If it's after about seven o'clock at night, it won't be me. I can promise you that. Oh, come on. You're, you're, come on, seven o'clock. You're being generous. Probably like five <laughs> o'clock. Let's come on. Fuck, because happy hour starts at five o'clock for you. That's true. Me and, Bischoff, me and Bischoff probably be bellied up at the bar about 4 30 in the afternoon. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, but he's on that <laughs> we, we did mountain that time. <laughs> you're on that East Coast time. So you got to get a happy medium between the two of you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's our, tra- there, there's our rankings this week. We're up to 91. So hopefully, probably. Very, very soon by Top Guy Weekend, we should probably have our top 100. And uh, what we'll probably end up doing as a bonus episode, um, you don't have to pay for it here, folks. You, we're going to have a round table. I'm still working on the minor, the fine details as far as who, who we're going to have on. Uh, obviously, it'd be the two of us. We'll probably have Pond Water on, and then probably one other person to have kind of the a younger view on things. We should say not money, Mike. That's too young, though. And so, too dumb. Well, that too. Um, but he's a but he's a college professor now. So he, uh-huh. who, who's who who who's really the the dumb ones at this point, right, Justin? Mm. We play. I, I just feel we, we kid. so we terrible kid. for those students at St. Bonaventure. But go ahead. Well, they they do have a good basketball program, at least. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to kind of polish off that a little bit and trying to make it sound a little bit better, but, but no, Mike knows we're kidding. So, uh, so we'll have to talk off air on who the fourth's going to be, but we'll, we'll let, let you who's, guys know. Who's the fourth person. Who's the fourth man. Who's the fourth man in the ring. Yeah. Um, so, but next week, Justin, we are going to be uh, going over. We're going to continue it. Uh, of the uh, uh, Bash at the Beach 99. 
So we're going to have, oh, Jesus Christ. You think that this fucking pay-per-view is bad? We'll wait till next week. Um, yeah, just, it's going to be, it'll be interesting. We'll say, we'll say that much, but until then head over to castbycom slash ringside rant. All our platforms are right there. So big thanks to the shining wizard wrestling network. Uh, uh, excuse me, the uh, full press coverage, as well as wrestling with John for having us on your networks. Uh, shout out to JD hoop for the great graphics. He's making big strides, man. I, did you see, end up seeing his uh, uh, designs for the street profits at the money in the bank pay-per-view? He designed that gear. And you know, I was watching that pay-per-view for some reason. I don't know why I did, but I just had turned it on and we saw drunk? them come. I don't know. I saw them come out though. And I thought, you know what? Those are kind of cool. And then I later found out that JD did it. So congrats mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. So big thing or big props to him. He's doing a lot of great work for both us here as well as Brian show as well. So uh, big thanks to him. Uh, so like I said, head over castby.com. All our platforms are there. The merchandise is there as well. Um, but Justin, what do you got for the, uh, to close up shop for this episode? Oh, not much. As you said, I'm ready uh, for some Bengals training camp here to, uh, starting soon. It's getting that time where start focusing on some NFL. I'm ready to roll with it. Who day, clo- motherfuckers? Or as close to the NFL as we can get with the fucking Cincinnati Bengals. So but mm-hmm. it is what it is. But you, you're wearing the orange and black today, baby. Well, yeah, but I'm wearing, the, like I'm wearing the show shirt. Come on, man. I know I'm trying to <laughs> kind of shoot myself in the foot at this point, but fuck. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll uh, see you right back here in Ranters Nation next week.